morning. Hmm? Morning, Jacob. What day is it? Uh, it's well, it's Sunday. It's uh May thirtieth. May thirtieth. It's May thirtieth. Wait a minute, hold on. You tell me, we've been asleep at this table <laughs> for three weeks. Three entire weeks, Jacob. And we, and we didn't even record another podcast. No, we've we been sitting asleep. here for 21 days straight, haven't moved, and we didn't record <sighs> another one. We got so busy. With what? At the table. <laughs> we fell asleep. I, I've been sleeping this whole time. I, I mean, You were sleeping. I was busy watching you sleep. Wait a minute. You, did, you didn't fall asleep either? You just... I just kind of watched. Yeah, God, you know? I'm not going to... That's a bit creepy. Well, you're the one that fell asleep in front of me. What was I supposed to do? <laughs> Look away? Yeah, I mean, avert your eyes. If someone's sleeping, avert your eyes. Avert your eyes. Avert your eyes. Um, no, well, guys, we, we... I guess we didn't plan on being gone that long. I don't... We definitely didn't plan the hiatus, but it was summer and it was just kind of inevitable. And then it just kind of happened. Yeah, we, we, we don't plan enough for this podcast. No. Like, like we yeah, we really need to start planning out stuff a bit more, I think. If, if we want to take this seriously, I mean, if it's... Right. I mean, not not serious, but like... If we want it to be consistent. If we want it to be consistent. Sorry, I know I don't know how you guys survive without three, with three weeks without us. I know. There are like a good 25 of you that listen to every single one of these. And yeah. for that, thank you. Thank you for listening. Um. And, and apologies. You, and apologies for not being able to listen to a new episode. Hopefully you went back to revisit your favorite one or, I mean, God forbid if you went to listen to another podcast. I don't know how you would survive if you guys just went to another another. I personally podcast. have never listened to another podcast since starting this one because I, I feel that it would be um, irresponsible. Sacrilege. Sacrilegious. <laughs> and I feel that it would be. Um, <laughs> um, any other sin insensitive to you <laughs> um to us yeah so um we're glad to be back i i've been looking forward to recording with you again and i don't even know i don't even know why we didn't record last week do you remember was, oh could, wait well i got oh. back last monday and then we would have recorded for the episode to come out today this yeah. day that we're recording and probably what will happen is we're going to finish this and i'm going to immediately put it up still today sunday it'll just be up Late Sunday instead late of Sunday. early Sunday. So what happened this morning is you all woke up. It's a man. It's been three weeks. If they don't put another episode of Milk and Screams out, I'm going to lose it. Unsubscribe. And, and then you and then you all unsubscribe from us because it's been three weeks without a video. And then and all you had to do was wait another ten hours. All you had to do was wait another ten hours, <laughs> and we'll eventually put something up that may or may not be. You know, I, I don't think it's going to be our worst episode, but it, you know, it's 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 a heavy subject. But we're going to try and make it funny. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's. It's time to take away the the fear associated with it by putting some comedy into the realm. Exactly. Um, but first, we were just kind of talking a little bit. Well, actually, let's just talk about kind of what we did over the past three weeks. Like, like you know, um, Kyle went home and did some stuff with his family. I went home. I had a disc golf tournament, and then I went, and then I went home. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't honestly remember if we recorded an episode for before I went home. I don't think so. I really should have went and. Listen to what we talked oh, about. Oh, we did. We did. Because I had to mess with the audio once I was at my actual house. Oh. Back up in the panhandle. So I think we talked about it already, but I had my disc golf tournament and then I went home. And Kyle graduated. I graduated. I got my bachelor's in mechanical engineering. And Kyle has a degree now. What? So, what? I so have now, a degree. So now we have to. You know, Always defer to me. 
Yeah. If whatever Kyle says is right. Even though it was that way before. It was um, always that way, but now I have proof that it's supposed to be that way. And then, I've waited 22 years for this moment. Um. So, yeah, that, that that's fun. We, we also kind of had a little mini vacation. Yeah, I was um, like I said, I was I was home for two weeks because I don't I don't work while I'm here at UF, but Jacob has a job here, um, so I was back at my actual home just chilling, and he was here working. Uh, but then my older brother he had a birthday while I was home, and so for a weekend, um, Jacob uh, came up for the weekend and hung out with us and some of our other good friends. Yeah, um, and we had a whole uh, beach. Uh, boating day um and then we had we went to an escape room and yeah. we, we stayed at one of the one of the resorts at the beach um which is really which is really fun escape rooms like you know yeah they're kind of they're kind of wild i had not done an escape room before i had always wanted to do an escape room before so i was really glad that that was part of the that seems right up the itinerary alley. i'm kind of surprised you haven't done one i always wanted to but then they i was i was always driven away by prices of escape rooms for oh. just kind of like being there for an hour and like and or not not really having the group that I would want to make it really fun and worth that price mm -hmm. for just one hour. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and I was also really scared of like paying a price for an escape room and that escape room just being too easy or it just being completely unsolvable or just not having a good time due to whatever level of like the easy or too hard difficulty of it. Yeah. Um. So I was just always kind of like. I was wary of them, but I always really wanted to do one. Yeah, um, our escape room we just did was was um, it was easy in parts, and then some parts were just like yeah, it was it real was, dumb. It was it was a lot of fun. Um, and I I really enjoyed the escape room. I think because the way that this escape room worked, essentially it was it was find clues, and then. Like it, it was, it was, it was kind of like, um, like put a code into a lock and that probably wouldn't work. And so you were going to have to work a little bit to find a code that did work. Right. And so it was kind of, it, it, it was, some of it was just kind of guesswork as to which code that you had right now might work. And then some of it took a little bit more thought. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was fun, especially with the group that we had, cause there were eight of us, I think. Yeah. Um, so it was a lot of fun, but I think an escape room that I would probably enjoy more an escape room type would be one that's more based on riddles and yeah. and or general knowledge that you'd need to have to move on like if like some riddle the answer to the riddle was i don't some event that happened in history or something yeah. you know like some some escape room like that where it's more everything is cleverly worded and then you have to figure out what's supposed to happen because of the riddles that are being put forth so you know what like what a clue is, right? I'm talking to the audience. Like okay, clue, I, I, was, I was real offended for a second there. <laughs> like a clue is like you know, it's it's not just like, hey, look at this shelf. Like so, they gave us three clues, and in fact, they actually ended up giving us five. Um, she said that three was like the limit, but normally she ends up giving a bunch of bunch of clues before the time is up and we kind of would, would just what would happen is we would go for like 15 minutes exhausting every like we would look in every nook and cranny and then we're like okay we only have 45 minutes left we need a clue now mm. so then we all unanimously be like hey we need a clue and then the clue would be something along the lines of look at the shelf and how it's painted and then you look and be like oh yeah it's painted it, it was it was like it was the numbers it, it was the square shelf and then 
one of the shelves just had a long black trim that was painted around it. Yeah. And then none of us had really noticed the shelf that we, this other shelf that we were looking at where there were like breaks in the paint and we hadn't really noticed it. It was still black painted. And then when she pointed out uh, with the clue that she had typed, like what a precarious way to paint a shelf. And then you looked at it, then the numbers one, seven, zero, one, seven were painted on the outline of the shelf. And you were like, Oh, that's where this five digit code we needed this whole time was. Right. So, but like, it wasn't, it, it wasn't like a cleverly worded clue, which is like, look at the shelf or like, you know, um, Look at his two favorite books. Like that, that's not a clue. That's just like you telling us to look, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. at a thing. So I don't know. I, I again, I would have liked some more clever wordplay as well, just because yeah. it makes I, it more interesting and yeah. makes it, you know, and not oh, from the, and not from know. the lady that was, that was, uh, you know, giving the clues. I think just the escape room in general. Oh, yeah. I wish was a more of a riddle wordplay general knowledge mm-hmm. escape room because something like that sounds really fun to me. Because at one point in the in the escape room, there was a there was one book that uh, you could take off the bookshelf, and it had a bookmark in it. And the back of it had two page numbers in different colors, which were useful later on. But the other side of it had some riddle, which I don't remember exactly what it said. But I was sitting there for a couple of minutes trying to figure out what the riddle meant. Yeah. And then I eventually gave it up, and I come to realize we never needed the riddle in yeah. the first place. But I would have liked if we had needed that riddle. You know, yeah. I would have liked to have have sit sat there, figured out the riddle, and then that answer have been useful to some other clue or something else that we were working towards that we didn't realize we needed something until we answered the riddle. You know, that sort of thing. Yeah, but I mean, other than that, it was pretty fun. I yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I like being with my friends, and then we we did like the whole hotel stay thing. You know big pool with a big you know rock structure and waterfalls and which was also fun like we stayed in uh destin or fort walton destin yeah we or stayed no we fort walton beach yeah yeah we were staying in fort walton beach which was fun but you know we're we, we live like 30 minutes from fort walton beach so staying yeah. on the beach in a hotel felt a little bizarre to yeah. like the being to like vacation 30 minutes from home um but it was still fun to do Excellent. the place had a really nice pool and uh uh, I think the next day the beach was like red or double red flag or something. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of wanted to go at least play spike ball on the beach, but it was, the winds were insane and it, it was, was blistering hot. hot outside and the pool was so cold. It was, it was just a nice place to be. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was a good little weekend and then we came back to Gainesville. So yeah, that was just kind of, you know, a little, a little gist of what we did while we were gone. Got some bomb seafood too. Oh my gosh! Yes, we went to this place called Beauchamp's. I mean, I don't know if any of you will ever be or already are down where we live in the uh, Emerald Coast area, the Panhandle Pan- area. Panhandle. It is worth the the drive and the wait and the ticket price to go to this place called Beauchamp's. It was so good. Shout out to Beauchamp's. That place was amazing. I had this sautéed snapper that was on top of pasta. It was so good. I'd n- I'd never thought of putting fish in or on pasta before. It was so good. And I went to I put my fork in the fish and I went to uh, put my knife and to start cutting the fish to get it into the pasta. And before I got my knife to the fish, the fish just kind of fell apart from the fork. Mm. And I was like, oh, that was so good. Like I'm not that even was a, such a good pull away. I'm not even a big seafood guy, and I'm definitely not a big fancy food guy. Like I, I like simple food like I, and i like when food tastes good but i'm again i'm not i'm not big on paying like 40 dollars for a you know a dish that's just not my not my thing i don't know but it was worth every penny it was all very delicious i tried like everyone's you know plate like it yeah. was delicious it was really good and there was a band playing that was 
so good. Yeah, really good environment. I mean, around right on the, the pier, like a, a boardwalk, yeah. you know, um, really nice area. It was really good. The service was amazing. Um, what's the guy's name? Sarah's cousin. Um, oh I my! Oh, I'm gonna get so. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna. Get so I'm gonna get so rocked whenever I go back home again. Yeah. She's gonna be like, "You couldn't remember my cousin's name?" I want to say Mike. It, it wasn't Mike. It was no. I forget her cousin, but he was the one serving us, and he, he was, was amazing, fantastic at what he does. Um, so shout out to you, sir. Dang it! Now I, 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 I want to mention it. Now she's gonna get so mad at us. Oh, she's so mad. It was something fairly simple too. It was like Carl or Mike <laughs> or <not> Carl. <laughs> it was something simple. I can't remember Sam. I don't know. We should we should just change our names because we couldn't remember him. Now I feel so bad. He was amazing though. Well, Shout out to him. Apologies to you, but yes, thank you for thank you for your service at Beauchamps. <laughs> Beauchamps. Yeah, if you ever in town or in the area, go to Beauchamps. It's really really good. Anyways, um, so we were just kind of briefly talking a couple minutes ago about um, our favorite. Oh right. Um, Disney. Disney movie soundtracks. Yeah, non musical Disney soundtracks. Yeah. Um. So. Basically, it's come down to just like Tarzan. Yeah. Because Tarzan has notoriously, notoriously has a very good soundtrack with Phil Collins being the uh, creator of that. The pen, the, the I don't know what you call it. The the, the score, the, the soundtrack. Well, no, but he's like he's the guy who made it. So like he's the blank composer. Composer. Thank you. Um. So like, what is what is another Disney well, movie that doesn't have a? All the Pixar ones have really good soundtracks. Like Toy Story has a very good soundtrack, and that's due to um, what's his name? Randy Newman. Randy Newman. Um, uh, and then Monsters Inc. Randy Newman again, uh, great soundtrack. Um, Brave has a phenomenal soundtrack. It does. I want to lean away from Pixar though. Let's just go to Disney animated, and oh, non and, and non musicals. Okay. So we got Lilo and Stitch. We've got Tarzan. Tarzan. Um, Brother Bear's also feel common. Brother Bear's really good. Yeah. Um, not nearly as good as Tarzan. Though. Right. Um, there aren't a whole lot that come to mind besides things like Treasure Planet and Atlantis are both non musicals. Right. Be- besides the ones that have, like, obviously Tarzan is a, um, it's a great soundtrack, also because of the lyrics. Like the music's great, and then the lyricism is really good as well, but something like Bambi has phenomenal music. Like it's very dramatic and it's yeah. very well done, but it's just, it's, it's very environmental music, I guess. Like it's very situational. Like, you know, the music when the forest is burning and like that music is incredible music or things mm-hmm. like Fantasia. It's really good music, but it's kind of like, that's almost a different realm than the soundtracks that we're talking about here. Right. So I'm thinking. So I'm looking at just kind of like a list of you know top ten according to IMDb, uh, non animated movies that aren't musicals. Right. So you got Zootopia. Decent soundtrack. Decent soundtrack. Um, Big Hero Six. Good soundtrack. Good soundtrack. Wreck-It Ralph. Really good. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Emperor's New Groove and then Tarzan, Lilo and Stitch, um, Treasure Planet, Meet the Robinses is on this list. Um, I haven't watched it in a while to kind of. 
put the soundtrack in my head yeah. and give an opinion. But that, that is an underrated movie, I believe. It is um, a really good movie. I just don't remember the soundtrack all that well. And then you got Atlantis and Treasure Planet. Yeah, so that's, that's right. basically the ones that we've been saying. Although we did not mention Emperor's New Group, but I cannot place a single song from that movie on my in my head. Cusco! That whole beginning sequence mm, I, I, is I, so good. Yeah, I could not. I really couldn't place any, any song from that movie in my head. So, I mean, I guess Tarzan is just the winner. I I, I would easily put Tarzan as number one. Yeah, that's got to be that. Unless, there, unless there's something we're just not thinking of. I don't think so, especially now that you've looked up a list. And non-musicals. Yeah, I, I like, mean... I mean, because obviously musicals are completely different. Like, Lion King takes it, right. and then you have all the other, like, Little Mermaid, you know, um, Sleeping Beauty. Beauty and the Beast. Well, oh, Sleeping Beauty is a musical. I'm going to say Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Um, Aladdin. Aladdin, yeah. Hercules. So, so yeah, that, yeah, that, that, Tarzan takes it. I'll just name all the... Um, Alan Menken yeah. soundtracks. Mulan. I almost said Randy Newman again. Mulan, all those ones. So yeah, okay. So so Tarzan did Tarzan. Uh, Phil Collins did two movies, right? Yes, he did and, Tarzan, and, and then, then Alan Menken did nineteen Bear. billion. Movies. Alan Menken did eight Disney movies. So which we, uh, Alan Menken's better, right? And, oh yeah, and okay. then Randy Newman did three. He did multiple. He did well, all he did, four Toy Stories. But, uh, yeah, uh, franchises, I guess. He did Toy oh. Stories, Monsters Inc., and then he did Princess and the Frog. Oh, okay. I, I thought I thought you were about to say he. I didn't know he did Princess of the Frog too. Yeah, yeah, that's Randy oh, Newman. Sure. He, <laughs> um. Anyways, I don't, I don't know. I was, I was thinking about Randy Newman. How kind of how he has a very similar style. Like just this, all his movies have a, a, a distinct sound. Yeah, and he also did the soundtrack for Marriage Story. Uh, oh, did you really? Yeah. So, like one of the bits that people make about that movie is like you know randy newman's it's just so old and senile now he's like oh toy story 7 you got it and like <laughs> you know, makes this, you know, really can't be like you know you know toy story s sound for this really sad divorce story <laughs> like it's so funny um but yeah uh okay uh, yeah alan macon's still the king oh yeah because he did i'll list him real quick he did pocahontas beauty and the beast um little mermaid aladdin hercules Hunchback, Tangled, and Enchanted. Also Mulan. He did not do Mulan. I thought he did Mulan. Oh, no, he didn't. No. I, he's the one exception. Yeah, sorry. he did not do Mulan. He did those eight, all of which have banging soundtracks. Banging. Those are such good tracks, and they're all such good movies. Yes, I agree. So now that we're kind of off at Disney Rand, I, don't, I, I was going to either choose that or our past couple weeks to talk about, and we did both. So... Two birds, one stone. There you go. Um, so now we can talk about what the main subject of the podcast is going to be, which is death. Death, in in, in a sense, yes, we're going to talk about death in this podcast, but mostly what we do with your body after we're done. I think this is something I think about probably weekly. I have never thought about this once. Yeah, or maybe I have once, but not in a manner that it stuck with me. The reason why I think about this a lot is because the funeral industry in general is littered with a bunch of jerks normally um and it it goes without saying that that the funeral industry obviously takes advantage of people's people who are grieving right right so like you know and i i don't want to speak for anybody because i i I, i've never actually dealt with this i've never had to bury a family member or anything like that but normally it's like actually in Basic, just based on statistics, a coffin will be the most one of the most expensive purchases you ever make. Right, because they can. I don't they average around like seven thousand dollars. Yeah, it'll be one of the most expensive things you buy in your life. And it's you, something and, crazy. And it's just to put your body in. 
Um, so like, you know, they'll, you know, I could build one from like, get some wood at Lowe's and throw nails in it for like 30 bucks. And that'll put a body in there. But of course, you know, there has to be legality, you know, with all that stuff. And that's all a hundred years of people lobbying Congress and their state regulations. You know, there's regulations on where you can bury bodies, how you can bury them. It's all meant to be so that they can make money. And it's kind of sad because of all the things you can make money off of, like they make money off you till you die. And then, and then even a little after that, mm-hmm. you know, um, a largely it's, it's largely speculated, but really also true that embalming, which is still done today is completely unnecessary. Um, if you want to have an open casket, um, and you were like maimed by a tiger, you know, they can, they can still do that process and it makes sense too. Um, right. Cause you know, it, but open casket funerals are also, controversial controversial and people don't people to t- kind of don't do them anymore um and it's kind of unnecessary too right right um it, you know i don't like open casket funerals i don't like it either. i've been to many funerals and i think every funeral i've been to has been open, open most casket. of which i've been to were open casket and it's like I'm, I'm not i'm not scared of death nor am i scared of like dead people or anything which mm-hmm. if you first of all if you are scared of death or just uh, dead people in general. I, I I mean, I would say stop listening because we're going to be talking about death a lot. But yeah. I, I also kind of think we're like we're trying to bring almost kind of like an air of comedy into what happens after death with some of our ideas. I mean, some, some of mine are a bit comedic. Some of mine maybe are a little bit more. Maybe this could actually happen. But this does. I don't intend for this to be a very serious conversation yeah. about what to do with the person who has died after they have died. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if that still freaks you out, then maybe don't listen, but I think this will still be, this this will still be listenable with, you know, this won't deter you in any way. Like right. I don't, I, I don't plan on making people that are afraid of death squeamish with this conversation. Definitely not. Um, so, um, what was I talking about? Open. Open casket. Yeah. They, they they still just are a little weird. Like, yeah. again, I'm not like, again, you can not be afraid of death or you can be. But I think either way, anybody that's ever been to an open casket funeral has some sense of just something in them feels odd, whether they would admit that or not. I know that I, I used to not. I'd be like, yeah, this is totally fine. It's weird. It is insanely weird. It's very and weird. And it's even more weird when you realize what has been done to that body after they have passed. However they may have been passed, it is horrifying what they have to do to that body yeah um they drain all the organs they remove them they stuff them with embalming fluid which is this horribly cancerous chemical maybe this conversation um, will make you squeam <laughs> <laughs> just this part um they sold all their ex- all their orifices shut um so all of that is just horribly gross and and like i said unnecessary for the burying process um if you just put them in a box and put them under the ground, they don't need to be preserved. You right. know what I mean, like so, and and largely, if, the, if those chemicals do leak out into the soil or anything like that, it can cause serious issues for the plant life in that area. Um, not only that, but I also think graveyards, and this may be just my opinion, are kind of like large wasted space. Um, I, I I do think it's it's a kind of a debate on what you think of, of the sanctity of someone's body is right so like if you if you hold that to high regard then having a place for someone to be buried and like you know i never have i I, not never i guess i i don't now hold very much regard to the dead um but some people believe i guess just think that or maybe it's just tradition that 
we need to have a specific area in town that's just huge space where nothing else can grow except have stone there. Well, I mean, what what else? What what else happens? You know, like if if we weren't doing that, yeah, and you were just burying them anywhere. Or, I mean, like, you couldn't just be on the side of the road and then just, like, subject people passing by to witness you burying a body. I guess not. But, I mean, like, you like you could make it, I guess, a park that doesn't have any gravestones, so it could still just be land that can be occupied by people. But then on random days, you got to close the park, and kids got to be like, why is the park closed? And then mom's got to be like, oh, because someone's getting buried on where yeah. you like to play soccer. I don't know. I I guess I guess maybe it's not a wasted space. I guess it does have a, a purpose, but it's it's. I think I, I think I just don't like graveyards. <laughs> I think I think they all like they just look so weird to me. And I I, I also think like gravestones are a big thing that's kind of like weird. Like you, the gravestone is also so effing expensive. Like it is just oh, yeah. horribly, grossly expensive to just carve like, you know, your name your namesake into a stone. And I guess that's part of your legacy. I don't know. You, you were a Smith and you died a Smith and there you go, you know, riveting stuff. You know, what if they misspell your name? I, if you somehow misspell Smith not, and or Jacob, not Smith, but I'm just like, you know, if your name's a special name and you, you, you get it misspelled, that would be horrible. Um, and, and also I'd like to point out that the Western way of burying is it's, it's, it's large as largely the same, but if you continue to go East, the the graves graveyards do not exist. <laughs> they, right. They, and we'll go over some of those methods in in a, in a couple of minutes of how how to bury bodies and get rid of bodies. Um, they're very 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 different and interesting, and to say the least. Um, so you know, th- I just kind of wanted to start with that statement because I I don't I again, I do not hold the funeral industry in high regard. All your local um. You know, you're like, well, what about my mom and pop, you know, funeral industry? <laughs> like the mom and pop shop. Well, like, you know, they they exist, you know. There's a couple in Crestview, and mm-hmm. all those are largely owned by these giant corporations that still do this exact same thing. So I, I say all that to say, um, you know, they want they want to grab every dime out of you until you, until you leave. And that's sad. That's sad to me. I, I think that that whole uh, process should be seen as – um, like cleansing and and much more, you know, in in much less hoopla. Just right. It should be more. It should just be more mourning than it is. Um, uh, expense stress. Yeah, exactly. It, and it does. And funerals do put a lot of financial and mental stress on people on families. And just mm-hmm. it's just it's just, it's sad. Um, but now we wanted to kind of put a spin on this and talk about and kind of describe and make poke fun at some of the ways that in the last maybe 20 or 30 or so years have come about to talk about come about to dissuade traditional burial right so we kind of already talked about that you get embalmed and all this crazy stuff and then you get put into a bed that's ten thousand dollars and you get closed up and put under the ground in a big waste you know a big you know funeral spot that you pay for you know 20 years in advance you know because you know it is kind of the truth about it is we are all guaranteed one thing and that is to pass. So what are we going to do after that? Maybe well, you are. I <laughs> have, I don't plan to die. Well, some other ways, um, I'm just going to ignore you. Some other ways that people often get, um, buried is cremation. What do mm-hmm. you think about cremation, Kyle? Um, I have more of a joking relationship with cremation, uh, because my dad was cremated. Uh-huh. Um, 
and uh, I, I, I do not think any of my family members have been, have been cremated. I'm not sure. Really, I, I don't know how my grandfather's buried because I did not go to their funerals. I was too young. Um, but I don't. Th- I think they both had not like the the regular um, ceremonial. You know, right. mumbo jumbo. Um, I think cremation. I think cremation is a beautiful thing. I like. Um, I like you know when people want to. Uh, spread their loved one's ashes in a place that they truly loved, you know, in a legal manner, you know, because some places you're not supposed to be doing that. But, you know, I think it's I think it's a beautiful sentiment. Um, And but I, I say that I have a joking relationship with it, because uh, if you know anything about my uh, my younger life, uh, my it wasn't the greatest relationship that we had with my dad. So he died and, you know, we still had a funeral and he was cremated. Um, But then he just kind of like just kind of got like he just kind of stayed in the the box that is just in our garage and so anytime like especially my little brother and my little sister but i'll do it as well if people meet me and they're like and what does your dad do the answer is typically like oh he just kind of stays in the garage all day because that's where he is all day <laughs> he doesn't move around the guy doesn't get around much no he just, he's, he's more of a homebody yeah <laughs> <laughs> that government um but your brother I, does joke a lot about yes your dad's we, we it's it's we we do make a lot of deceased father jokes because uh, they can be pretty funny sometimes yeah um okay um the next thing i kind of have on the list that kinda, well what about you do you do you have any do I, you like cremation do you have any things I against it personally don't um i don't plan on getting cremated that's just kind of my my thing the reason why is just because once it's turned into ash, like it's just like anything else to me. Like, like I feel like that's kind of, of all things to happen to your body after death. That's like the second most disrespectful thing, other than you know, being embalmed and you right. know, you know, sealed up. I I don't find it disrespectful. I just I just like well, what, what's I guess to make it small as possible and put it into like an urn. Like I, I guess that makes sense. But to me. Like the sprinkling, all that kind of stuff. I guess that that just to me, it just feels kind of. I don't know. I, like I think it's I a nice have, sentiment. I don't, I don't have an issue with it. I just. And I think it's more environmentally think. conscious than you know putting a wooden box. But sometimes people are cremated and there's still a box that gets put into the ground. Yeah. For the sake of the funeral procession. Mm-hmm. Um. But I think if you don't have that, the cremation is obviously more environmentally conscious than. Not much though, because cremation requires a lot of energy to burn the body. I mean, I'm yeah. I don't know. I don't know how they go about the cremation process, but like, it's just fire. You yeah. Know? I mean, you know, if you burn however many bodies a year, you can save that by just by literally just putting them in the ground and letting them be fertilizer. You know what I mean? Like right. That, so, like in lieu of that, you know, cremation isn't the the most environmentally friendly thing, but. Compared to putting a casket in the ground, yeah, of course it is. Um, but uh, this one's kind of interesting that I I found online. Okay. Um, it's. Uh, I only know of three things that people do afterwards, so I'm interested to oh. see what these things you're coming up with are. Okay, so uh, one is tree burial. Tree burial practices are often unheard of, but are common in places such as the Philippines to protect bodies from wild animals. This strange burial practice burial is it burial or burial? Burial. Burial. Like you bury someone, it's a burial. 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 Burial practice takes place by putting bodies in a tree or embedding them in a tree trunk. Huh. Uh, bodies can also be concealed in a coffin or blanket that will be tied to the branches of a tree. 
tree burial is a creative method of protecting the dead and giving loved ones a special way of remembering them. Um, so they're just kind of like like a box hanging in a tree? Yeah. There's also one I saw where they hang them off cliffs in the, the same area, like in, in the Asian countries. Hanging coffins were an ancient burial technique uh, and not seen on coastlines today. The deceased were hung on the side of a cliff. However, it is not confirmed how they were placed there and remains an enigma to the modern world. Hmm. So um, so I, I guess they were removed eventually, but they were often like hang, hanging off coastlines. In a box or just kind of? In a box, okay. yeah. yeah there's a little picture. That's less creepy. There's a, little, there's a little picture of a box like hanging on the side of a cliff. So they're kind of like, well, how do they get there? So it's kind of interesting. But yeah, so... I don't think that would be as cool. Maybe like if they had like urns of ashes that were hanging from trees, but no, they just I, kind of wrap them in a blanket and hang it. I mean, yeah, I think that's I think that's more eerie than like a Western cemetery. Like I would much rather walk through a like a graveyard than I'd rather walk through like a forest of hanging bodies. They're in coffins, but like it like a like a forest of hanging coffins. Yeah, that's more eerie to me because like. What if one of them accidentally opens up while they're just hanging in the trees, you know? Well, what if an earthquake happens and one of them falls and just kind of bursts open on the ground? Yeah, and it's kind of funny, too, because, of course, they get wrapped up. But dead bodies carry a lot of diseases and a lot of microorganisms mm. and stuff like that immediately come up after you're dead. So, okay, you died. Let's just say you choked on something and you passed out and you're dead. Well, then your family grabs your body and they wrap you up and then they hang you in a tree. And they do a funeral or whatever. But then, like, you know, while you're there laying there dead, like, before they find you, maggots and stuff immediately start eating your body and decaying your body. So then you have maggots hanging from a tree, eating a body, and then they get to the paper. Like, I don't know. That, that to me, like, seeing my – I guess I guess people have different, like – um beliefs and stuff like that on the respect of the dead. Like, right, some, yeah. You know, some people just do not – have regard for it and kind of, i mean i'm kind of there i don't really hold high regard for the dead or like you know i of course i'll be respectful like i'm, I'm not gonna go stuffing on any graves or anything like that or doing anything defam defam defamatory defamatory yeah. in, in a graveyard of course not uh you can get arrested for that uh funny story we're talking about our you got arrested uh our, <laughs> we're talking about our french excursion our european excursions a while back um, I don't know if I mentioned this, but I went to the beaches in Normandy. You mentioned that, yes. Did I mention the guy who came and like, yes, you did. Peed you told all that over story. The, all yeah. over the freaking graves. That was yeah. I hadn't heard that story before until we recorded that yeah. episode. But yeah, you you did tell that story. That's, I mean, that's a classic example. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of crazy. Um, so as someone who's seen someone doing that, I I, I definitely don't want to be that guy. But I don't know. It's, it, it's a very different. Or bedding them into a tree trunk, like cutting out a piece of a tree trunk and just put a body in there. Mm -hmm. That's kind of wild. That's nuts to me. Yeah. Huh. Is it like one body per tree? Uh, the picture I have here is just like a bunch of blankets in a tree. Like they're kind of just like wrapped up and they're just they're hanging from a tree. That's the picture I have. That's kind of wild. That's crazy. Seems like, to me. Of, seems like something out of a book. I know. That's crazy to me. It seems it's like oh, that's so weird. Um. Anyways, to move on from that. This is the one that I find most interesting. Okay. I think it's probably the third one you think of. Yeah. Uh, cryonics, yes. or cryogenesis. So it's still being researched to this day, and it's often used for people who are brain dead. It is the process of being frozen by freezing the body. It is believed the person could one day be revived through advances in technology. Cryogenic freezing is a method of being frozen without damaging the tissue. That's so interesting to me. Uh, I would request 
uh, a memory foam mattress if I was going to be resting for quite some time. <laughs> Try to think of a backache one of, once being revived. So imagine like you're just like frozen solid and like a, like a, like a plank. <laughs> and then you wake up and you're like, oh! Your back has been stuck for 87 years. Yeah. So what do you think? Like, would you would you be frozen, first of all? If, no. If you, had, if you had the chance to be, of being revived, you wouldn't be frozen? No, I don't think so. Hmm. I don't. I mean, I, I know way less science than these people. Yeah. But I don't see I, – I can see if you froze a person that was still living and then maybe keeping them frozen for a long time without – you know, with no tissue damage and then thawing them out 40 years later. And then they're I, – I don't see how you can freeze someone who has passed and then revive them later on. Didn't they find a woolly mammoth or something like that recently? And it was frozen. Was that was that debunked or something? I, I seem to remember seeing that. I news. don't know. I don't. I don't recall whatever the story was. Let me let me see if I can find it. Um, but I I don't know. In my dumb little uh brain, I think that would work. Willie Mammoth frozen. I don't. I don't really want to live a second time anyway. I guess not. Like whatever. Here, I'll 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 say this. Mm-hmm. If I if I die. Before the age of forty-five, freeze me. Cause yeah, because I'll, I'll, I'll come. I'll if come you back prematurely. Yeah, yeah, like I like if I die prematurely, and you have a risk of doing that because of your tumor. So if you could, if you could become like brain dead or something like that, like right, you know, and then you freeze, and then like even if it's like a year later, <laughs> they're like we found it, and like you could bring Kyle back to life. Also, cryogenics is really expensive. From what yeah, I don't doubt it. Um, um, but yeah, I mean, if if I died normally, like I mean. Like, like if I die at like 85, you know, and then I freeze, like if you revive the dead, cool. But once you revive me, I've probably only got another like five years left in me anyway. Yeah. Who cares? So they have, uh, I hate pop-ups so much, dude. Um, they have found uh, a couple. One of them was found in 2007 in Siberia, um, a woolly mammoth. Um, the spring weather had melted the ice just enough to wash up a body on the banks of a river. The 41,800-year-old carcass was remarkably well-preserved. As Nenets believed that touching the mammoth carcass bring, brings bad luck, Cootie took note of the find but didn't remove the remains. Instead, he informed a local museum director who made the arrangements to move the mammoth. Hmm. So I, I'm assuming directly after that they probably embalmed it or something like that. Right. But, oh my gosh, this is the picture of it. That's so crazy. That's nuts. It just kind of looks like a baby elephant. Yeah, but it was like frozen in ice for forty-one thousand years. That's kind of crazy. Um, okay, so then that's cryonics. I think cryonics could could be promising if, like I said, if scientific advances were made. There's you, been a you, lot of. Do you think Disney uh, did it? I, I was just about to say. I think there's ever. I I couldn't. I couldn't honestly remember if it was just like a true thing that happened or if it was like a fable that some people think he did it. It's conjecture, but I mean people. They haven't basically confirmed anything. People do believe that he's frozen. Because what year did he die? He died in the seventies or the sixties. I yeah, I just don't know if the tech existed then. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, people people believe it, but I don't. I don't think he did. I mean, if anybody around that time was gonna have the means to do that, it was gonna be him. Yeah, that's true. So, I don't think he did though. If I had to guess, what if he just came back one day? Like, what if, like, we're like, hey, we found. Cause I don't even remember how he died. And neither do I. I don't. Yeah. I couldn't tell you. I do. I like Disney, but I like the 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 products of Disney. I don't. I didn't look that much into his life personally. Yeah. But 
I mean, I, I do think about that sometimes is what if somebody came back to see what their corporation is now? Mm. Like, what would he think of, um, you know, so, the fact that Disney owns Marvel now? Yeah. Um, what would he think of some of the new heroes that have been created? What would he think of the movies that have been made since he's passed? Would they meet his, you know, animation standards or like his storyline standards? Yeah, because he's also was um, largely known to be an anti-Semite. So, like, what would he think about people, you know, in like like those kinds of stories, right. you know, being published nowadays? It's kind of interesting to think about. Um, I often think about Steve Jobs, too, who passed um, in the late 2010s. I mean, the late 2000s, rather. Um, like, what would he think of his company now? Right. You know, would he be, like, super ultra-proud or, you know, indifferent? I don't know, because he was a, a pioneer of a bunch of stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's an interesting thought. I, I, I guess I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to be brought back. I no. mean, again, unless, unless, I died- unless I was promised a new life, like that'd be different. My brain could be put in something else and then I could just be like, have a new life. That'd be different. But if, if I was like 80 and I just died and then I, yeah, I don't want to come back. I've got you've got maybe another five or ten years left anyway of oh, just kind of being yeah. old and cranky. Nah. What? Who wants that? Nah. I, I mean, unless I died really young. No. Yeah. No. Again, if I if I died prematurely, maybe, but hmm. I I honestly probably not at either way to be honest. Tree planting, one of the newest talked about burials. I, b- burial is also correct. I, I just can't say that word. I just though. I would just assume since you say bury, you would say burial. Bury. But burial is also burial correct. Is having your ashes p- placed into soil with a seed to plant a tree, which doesn't affect the tree's DNA. It's a wonderful way of being bur- buried <laughs> by being great for the environment and giving a special meeting place for family and friends to gather and remember the dead. So you become the tree, basically, like yep. the ashes in the soil, mm-hmm. and then it doesn't change the tree's DNA. It's a no. Oh, so you're not the tree. You're like part of it, but you're not the tree. What if it I would? Ch- what if it changed the tree's DNA? And, and the then tree like, had like blue eyes. The tree was like fifty. <laughs> 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 the tree was fifty percent you, fifty percent tree. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. That would be cool. That would be cool. I just don't know why. Um, like, I I guess it's just in place of having a, a burial site. Uh, you put a tree there. That's kind right. of a, that's kind of a nice way to be being remembered. Yeah. Um, did you know about this beforehand? I did not, know. Yeah, this is a pretty cool one. I've I seen this one on the internet a bunch of times, advertised. I like that um, a lot. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I think, what tree would you want to be? Like, would you want to be a fruit tree? Or like, would you want to be like a... Like a bonsai. A bonsai? Go plant me in Japan so I can spend my days in the, the lands of Japan. I, wouldn't, wouldn't it be cool if you were like, if you're one of the redwoods? Like in a like California, California tree, like you could plant it there, like because like that forest, it's so funny. It grows at like a certain altitude, so like it only grows in California, right? In those conditions, so if you got planted there, you'd be like saving that forest, obviously. Cause you like, would be Star Wars canon. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's what I like to be. California <laughs> Um Trees are cool. Trees are very cool. Yeah. Why wouldn't you want to be a tree? I don't know. I, cool. I, I that's that's number one for me so far. That's another. Th- th- there there are a couple things that I know very little about. I mean, there are obviously plenty of things I know very little about, but there are a couple specific things that I know very little about. One of those is I can't be able, I can't look at a dog and tell you what breed it is really? most of the time. I'm, I I couldn't tell you more than like two cat breeds, hmm. um, and I couldn't name you probably more than six or seven 
maybe up to 10 different kinds of trees, even though there are a billion and a half different kinds of trees. I couldn't name you that many kinds of trees. That's true. I'd only know a few trees. I I can name a couple, more than a couple dog breeds. Right. I can name a, I can name a bunch of dog breeds and like the obvious ones, obviously I can name, but like you pull up to me with some fairly generic looking dog. I will most likely not be able to tell you what breed that dog is. That's interesting. Um, The same way I wouldn't be able to tell you like, any kid between the ages of like four and nine got no idea. It could be any one of the ages from four the, to nine. The gray area for me is seven to 13. Really? Yeah. That's the gray area. I will never be able to tell. That's, that is the most gray area to me. When they get to the Northern side of 13, they start looking like a high schooler. Okay. But they all look the same from like, I mean, seven or eight to 13. Like that, that right. is, that is the age mark. Yeah. Like, for me, it's that it's like, like that four to nine range. I can never tell. I'll be like, how old is he? Eight. And it'd be like, no, he's about to turn three soon. And I'm like, <laughs> what? That's, that's not possible. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of, again, like this person could either be a budding high schooler or turning four, <laughs> turning turning nine. You know what I mean? Like, right. I was gonna say going into third. Grade. About to go into the fourth grade, yeah, or the ninth grade. Um, this one's kind of weird. Aquamation and resumation are kind of the same way. They put in the body in water, which speeds up the the deterioration process. So you kind of just get put into like a water pod, and then your body just turns into the water essentially because it just deteriorates the body huh. in, into the you know probably leaving the bones. I was about to say the bones too. I guess the bones would deteriorate eventually, um, because a lot of times, like when you see skeletons that are like you know bleached in the sun or whatever, right. all the stuff on the inside is is completely gone. It's just like the calcium that's yeah. left. So all the stuff that's not the calcium probably would deteriorate, and then eventually the calcium would probably in, in water. And then they have alkaline um, solutions that you know would in high pressure you know would be getting rid of that stuff really fast. Um, it, okay, it breaks down the body to a liquid and bone ash. The liquid can be recycled into the ecosystem by pouring it into a garden or nature, similar to the spreading of ashes, while the bone ash is collected in place to an urn. I didn't know that the – wait, the liquid – I didn't know the li- – I didn't know spreading of ashes would be, like, environmental. I thought it was, like, actually kind of bad for the environment. No, yeah, as far as I was aware, it's just kind of neutral, absorbs, if, absorbs not, if not good for the hmm. environment. I didn't know that. Anyways, I, I, those weren't really interesting to me. Right? Yeah. I mean, I yeah, I I definitely wouldn't get put into a water pod. But that definitely, seems, it's kind of boring. This one is space burial. Space burial. Okay. The coolest option is space burial. Obviously, um, my family better get saving. It's never too late to go to space. That's true. It's never too late to go to space. Um, they launch ashes for a higher cost. Full remains of the deceased into space via a rocket. Uh, this isn't eco-friendly at all, but it's the most interesting and expensive. Um, Celis? They do ashes or just the full-on body? Yeah. You just put it into a rocket and shoot it into the space. Can I tell you? Um, I, once we kind of go through these, we're going to talk about some ideas of our own that we had. This is also one that I put really? down that I did not know was a thing. Yeah. Which we're, we're going to get to one, I, I assume, eventually that I also wrote down that I didn't know was a thing. But this is one that I put. I said, instead of burying caskets in ruining soil, we launch corpses into space. Yeah. I mean, I think that's... Something stupid and beautiful about they'll always be watching over us, which isn't something I would care about. If I shot a body into space, I just want to shoot something into space. Yeah. It would have to get out of the Earth's, like... uh, Well, actually, 
let's think about it like this. So would you rather it be in Earth's orbital spin and then it comes back into Earth like, you know, flaming and then it just kind of, you know, bursts into flames, you know, as it comes down and gets burned up? Or would you rather just shoot out and go all the way into space? Just go all the way into space. Yeah, I'm kind of on that boat too because, like, there's also a chance of just a body just kind of falling from the sky. And it would it obviously would not be complete what if be burning in, this, in the atmosphere but what if would, you launch a full body into space and it's just flying in space and it ends up on some other planet and these aliens have the tech to bring him back and now he just gets to live some cool life on this alien planet i think we just came up with a graphic novel that's exactly please what write we that did down. please write that's that exactly down. what we did um because that is actually a brilliant idea because there's actually a comic um with the hulk that kind of describes something similar um where the um their ver- the Marvel version of the Illuminati, which is just like the members of the leaders of each of like the respective like quadrants of Marvel. So like Reed Richards and Iron Man, Black Panther, Doctor Strange, Namor, um, Xavier, like Professor X. Um, they keep going down. Like right? like this group of people who are like the leaders, they decide that Hulk is like too powerful and too dangerous to be on Earth. So then Reed Richards is like, why don't we just put him in space? And then they're like, okay, we'll just put him into space forever by Hulk. And they just shoot him off into space. And then he lands on the uh, Sakaar, which is the one that's depicted in Thor Ragnarok. Ragnarok. Mm -hmm. And then he becomes a gladiator, becomes king. And then for some reason, they find the planet. Like like they find that he's still alive in space and they find uh, on Earth. And then they nuke the planet that Hulk (laughs) is on. So then Hulk goes crazy, comes back to Earth and destroys Earth. Um so that would be such a – we have to come up with a graphic novel. I hereby that. trademark this idea. Yes, this is 100% our idea. They shoot a dead body into space, and then these aliens come up with a way to revitalize the body. That is so genius. Give me the freaking high fuck. Anyways. Um, so, yeah, I think I think that might be one of the coolest things ever. I think that's, pre- I think that's pretty cool, and what I'm really sad that that sp- wasn't my idea. <laughs> what if you just land in a, in, in a, in a, in a star? Like you just get – Incinerated, just vaporized you, you immediately. Basically, you basically get cremated, but there's no ash remains. What if there's so much energy coming off that star mm-hmm. that the energy of it somehow revives you, and so you awake for like seven seconds to then be burned by a star? <laughs> <laughs> like you're somehow woken up by the energy of the star, and then you are vaporized. That's so crazy. The, the possibilities are kind of endless in space. What if you got sent into a black hole and then got sent back in time? And somehow, like, the rewind of time woke you up, but not to a point that you no longer existed. It just rewound time to when you were alive. And so now you're just walking around with all the mammoths that now we're just finding all over the place. Yeah. That's crazy. Okay. This is – we've now written a trilogy. (laughs) Trilogy. (laughs) Um, Promesian is an equal-friendly burial method. The body is transformed into fertilizer, like cow dung, right. uh, by being frozen in liquid nitrogen and turned into a powder. So your entire body is just frozen rapidly like a, a bag of meatballs, and then it is ground up into fertilizer. And you get put into the, the ground, and the life cycle, like the, you know, the right. circle of life essentially becomes you know, complete. Um, that's kind of what I don't like about the the common burial. It's just because you don't complete the life cycle. Like right. the reason why we exist is because of the Earth giving itself to us, and we don't give it back. And I know that there are now, um, or not now. I'm not sure how long they've been around, but the uh, the eco friendly caskets that are made of completely uh, decomposed. Yeah, they're like oh, biodegradable no. caskets. So they still have like the burial process, but then 
in the ground, the casket completely degrades, and then obviously you, the body, Would also be. go into the soil. So circle of life is, is completed there. Hmm. But then, you know, just the normal caskets, it doesn't happen. Uh, this one's creepy. <laughs> <laughs> Plastination is the body of the body is a process by removing all the liquids from the body, sucking it dry, while allowing only the tissue to remain, preserving it, and then present, preventing the body from decaying. Incredibly, the body is then turned into a plastic-like mannequin and used for educational purposes. A little like the real world and very creepy Madame Tissot. So your body is just sucked completely dry and then is used, like, you know, and, then, and then it's um, a, a, some kind of chemical is put onto the, the skin tissue to make it. Right, you know, so I guess this is the process of making cadavers. Yeah. Because I have... I have seen and i've i've dealt with a cadaver before hmm. and it is wild Ugh, so creepy it's crazy um th that goes on the bottom of the list that <laughs> I, it's pretty That's bottom of the list that, that goes below tree burial, it was man. in my zoology class and she comes in it was like the day it was two days before uh you know the cadaver she was like i'm bringing in a cadaver this next class you do not have you do not have to come to class if you don't want to you do not have to look at it if you don't want but there are not a lot of cadavers like they're very expensive to have. And it's kind of a once in a lifetime opportunity to actually witness a cadaver and have a hands on experience with a cadaver. And I was like, OK, I'll do it. So I came to class that next time and they wheel in this, you know, cadaver and they're explaining how, you know, it's a body. And then they have all the individual like organs inside also like dried up in that same manner and placed in the you know in the proper section of the body and some of the organs weren't from this particular person because after the drying process it wasn't the correct fit so a different organ from somebody else was put there just for the sake of everything being in the right spot and yeah. all of it was brown that's so legitimately weird. all of it is just dried and brown and i was i'm sitting here looking at a, a used to be person yeah. And I was like, I it was That's very so cool. it was very bizarre. It was very cool. And she's like handing me like this dried up lung and she's like, be very careful. So I'm sitting here like holding a dried lung in my hand, just being like, Oh, this is the lung. And then I gave back to her and she was like, Here's the liver. I was holding a, a brown. Were you the only one in class? There were a couple of us, but no one wanted to touch it. And she was wow. like, I was like, I'll go up there. So she handed me livers and all these organs and muscles from the body that are all brown and dry and i was like man this is weird did you get the whole heart yes did you go Kalema? absolutely not <laughs> i totally would have done that she was so adamant about me being careful that once she handed it every single thing i put my hands out she laid it in my hands and none of the muscles in my body moved wow. i was just sitting there like i pulled it in a little closer to look at it but it only in that plane did it move. I she she had me so worried that, that so the, funny. she had me so worried that if I moved too quickly it would fall apart in my hands. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want a lung disintegrating into my hands. And then I have to go pay seven thousand dollars to get you a new cadaver lung. That's so funny. Dude, <laughs> <laughs> Temple of doing it. That'd be so funny. <laughs> um I will skip that. This one's really Really cool. I had no idea this existed at all. Most of the other ones I kind of just kind of knew were existing. Um, Memorial Diamonds. Um, if she loves diamonds so much, just tell her she will be one sooner rather than later if she isn't careful. 
Memorial. <laughs> I don't know who wrote this. That's awful. <laughs> when she makes you mad, and then like, you know what? I'm gonna kill you, <laughs> but I'm gonna make you a diamond <laughs> if you ain't careful. Memorial diamonds are made by pressuring hair or ashes of the deceased in the same way real diamonds are made, but quicker. This can be made into jewelry or as a keepsake for your loved ones. I really like this. I think this is really cool. I I do think it's cool, but just that opener kind of <laughs> deterred me from it. I'm just reading the article. And it's I, so I, funny. I'm sorry, I, I didn't mean to say that. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty cool. Imagine so. Imagine um, like your grandfather, right? gets turned into a diamond and then that gift is given to you as a engagement ring to your mm-hmm. betrothed and then the chain continues yeah that'd be kind of cool like kind of a cool little yeah. family keepsake yeah or, or like something like a like like a wearable locket or something like that yeah like just like, like a necklace of some sort what like what could be like like what if you got turned into like a big like ruby or like a big gem right that'd be cool I don't know. I I think that that possibilities for that one are really really cool. Like turn them into what their birthstone was. Yeah. So like they've died and now they're their birthstone. That'd be cool. Or like you got turned into a dumb class ring. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, if you bought class rings, you're a bit of a a chump. Class of 2021 sponsored by the death of Harold. (laughs) (laughs) If you bought class rings, you're a bit of a chump. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, 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 I kind of wanted a class ring from UF, not to wear, but to have. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I didn't do it. Yeah, I don't know. I I just I've, I think I've, buying a high school ring, a class ring, is real dumb. If you bought a college class ring, I'm not. I'm. I don't really care if you did that. I college is a way different experience. Yeah. But if you bought a high school class ring, uh, <laughs> I don't yeah. really. I don't really I, I have. Don't, I don't want to see like you're the degenerate. I, I just want to say you're a chump. Yeah. You're I, a chump. You made a poor decision <laughs> that at some point you're going to have to admit that that was a poor decision. Yeah. Because you don't want to be that person that's up to like 40 years old. And someone goes, what is that? And you're like, it's my high school class ring. And then have to defend your decision for buying a high school class ring. Because yeah. you won't care when you're 40. You're going to talk to maybe one person that you knew in high school. And you're not gonna you're you're, you're gonna look back and your kids are gonna be complaining about high school and you're always gonna think, man, I'm glad I don't have to do that again. You don't want that class ring. Um, people get buried under sea so that you know uh, mm-hmm. they get thrown off a boat or something like that. It kind of you know makes fun of the term six feet deep. Like you know you can go thousands of feet right. to the bottom of the ocean floor, but there probably are remains down there of you know. Well, actually, they probably aren't because they would be deteriorated. Completely. Yeah, they would do the same thing as the water pod did, which yeah. I. You, you must be throw, like you obviously have to tie something to weigh the body down. Yeah, that's true. So, like, what are you tying to them? Like, is there are there just a bunch of cement blocks at the bottom Here of lies. the ocean? Like, like you engrave something on the on, on like the metal piece that right. gets thrown out on the bottom of the ocean. That's kind of funny. Um, home burials are really really uncommon and. and Illegal in most places. Wait, another question. Uh, another answer. When you're throwing these people into the sea, I assume, like, if I was gonna do that, I wouldn't. I wouldn't hold a naked body and throw them in the sea. I would just. I would clothe them. Yeah, just, they they get wrapped up in like a cloth or something like that. So there are also just a bunch of claws at the bottom of the ocean that like never deteriorated, and now fish are just kind of eating cloth down Possibly. there. Um, let me read a little bit. Um, because something down there. 
You'd have to make everything. It, it, it's popular among sailors, so maybe they get put in their sailor uniform. Right. Um, and then there's just a bunch of sailor uniforms at the bottom of the ocean. You're wrapped in a blanket and cast into the sea on a small boat. Don't think luxury yacht. Oh, so they get put. Oh, my gosh. They get put on a boat and just get put out to sea. Oh. They don't get, like, thrown into the ocean. I mean, I, I'm assuming some of them do. But they get just. That's weird. Why have we never found just one of these guys just, like, washing up on the beach? Like, people find I, messages sure in a bottle do. all the time. Like, where are these? That'd be a, that'd be an interesting one. Like you just get put you, you put your ashes in like you know a little ramekin or something and put it in a bottle. That that'd be neater than you the throw it onto the ocean with a note that says "Dead here your lies." <laughs> <laughs> Someone picks it up later and they're like, ah, and they accidentally drop because they're freaked out. Yeah, ah, that's that's a that's a, even weirder than some of the other ones. Like just being put on the boat and just pushing out to sea. Have you seen the movie Due Date? No. So it's a Zach Galifianakis, Robert Downey Jr. comedy, and. uh Zach Galifianakis's character is just this really annoying dutz. Like he just Robert Downey Jr.'s character cannot stand being around him. He's just annoying to be around. And the reason he's in, I forget where the setting takes place, but he's taking a flight because his father had just passed away, and so he has his ashes, um, and he's going to spread them. And his his ashes are in like this coffee tin. Again, this character's a real dutz. He didn't put in anything decent it's just this coffee grounds tim and so at some point in the movie like a lot of crap happens and jamie fox's character is a friend of robert downey jr and so he picks them up and takes him to his place and um they're drinking coffee around the table and um they go this coffee is is good it's a little bitter uh what is it and his and he goes oh i didn't i had didn't have any coffee left so i just used some of the coffee you brought and then they all spit it out because they're like, nope, we just drank his dad. We just drank his dad. <laughs> so that's, that's this whole time we've been talking about this episode. The one thing I was thinking of is accidentally being coffee grounds for somebody. So maybe, I wonder if you can get sick with that. I mean, I'm assuming, I'm assuming it's probably pretty cancerous. Honestly, I'm assuming that's really not good for you. <laughs> I mean, if you really like coffee, maybe, you know, you want to become coffee. Dude, go. You know what? You can be anything you want to be. This is a, <laughs> this is the only opportunity in life you have to become <laughs> this is the coffee. Only, literally, you have the opportunity to become coffee. I say take it. Um, you can also become a coral reef. Um, you can become a coral reef? Yeah, so touching obviously touching coral reefs is really bad for coral reefs. But um, basically, uh, the company Eternal Reef places your ashes into a natural reef mold Mold is spelled with M-O-U-L-D. Yeah. Some Brit wrote it. Gotcha. Which is then deposited into the sea as a coral reef burial. This will attract colorful sea life and create a wonderful spot for a bit of scuba diving. So it, huh. the the I guess the compounds in your ashes would be, you know. That's cool. Cool for the. I think it's cool, too. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's really cool. On the picture, they have a coral reef. It's just so beautiful. Have you ever been, like, deep sea diving, like, the sea of coral reef? Not, like, super deep sea diving, but I've seen, uh, I've seen a coral reef, yeah. Super cool. Yeah. I, I went down to the Bahamas and they had some cool ones. Um, ashes to portraits. This one's really creative and neat. This is the one you said you... you yeah, this is one that I'd also come up with that I did not realize was a thing that existed. So <laughs> um, You're mixing your ashes with paint and mm -hmm. then hiring an artist or somebody really good at painting to paint a picture um, and hanging it on your wall. That seems like one of the coolest ones to me. Yeah, I'd said mix ashes and paint. And paint a mural of them so that they are the mural that, of themselves. Yeah, that that seems like really cool. I I I would wonder what I would get painted. Like, what if I just got a picture painted of like, um, 
Randy Newman. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow in your will, you can, your family went through with your will, and your will says, put my ashes in paint and paint Randy Newman with the paint. <laughs> I really I really want my funeral or my death to be comical. I do not want it to be at all sad at all. And I, and I hope it's not tragic or anything like that because that's going to really put a damper on it. I want to take a page out of the, uh, the Book of Mythicality. Yeah. And one of the chapters is make a speech at your own funeral. And, uh, you know, like record myself making some speech for myself that they would have to play at the funeral. That's a very comedic speech, something, you know, to kind of lighten the mood of the funeral, you know? I agree. Um, I actually didn't remember that part of the book. Thank you for bringing that up. That's super important. Um, but this this painting would definitely be put up at the at the uh, be, funeral. Yeah, there would just be like a casket that you're not in, obviously. And then there'd be a blanket over the painting, and then they'd reveal it. And then they'd and have fam- I want that to be a, a giggle moment. Like, I want it to be funny. They'd have so- family photos kind of <laughs> memorializing you, and then they'd unlift that veil, and there's a portrait <laughs> of Randy Newman. Or, like, I was thinking, like, the fun- one of the dumbest ones to- I could think of was, like, what if it was like you remember that picture of Kim Kardashian where she's holding a bottle of champagne on her yeah. butt? Like, what if someone just painted that <laughs> with my you. ashes? No, I guess it could be of me, but I was just thinking of it being Kim K. Like, just like reveal it, and it's just that with my ashes. I think that I think that'd be so funny. Like, you could. I the, think I think that I think it needs to be that with your ashes, <laughs> but I think the only difference needs to be your face instead of Kim K's face. I, I really, think that'd be a hilarious I photo. I think it would be the one of the most like. For 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 comedians or like for people who are you know have a good personality, I think it'd be the best way you can show your personality. Yeah, like for I don't art. think I don't think you can paint. I don't think the Randy Newman thing would work the way you'd want it to because guaranteed ninety percent of the people at the funeral don't know what he looks like. You didn't know the, until like two years ago that he wasn't black. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> um, that's that's just a name I threw out there. I I I just you know it'd be fun. It was yeah, yeah. like you know uh, um what's his name. I can't remember his name. Whose name? I'll help you. <laughs> <laughs> this is what friends are for, Jacob. Um, the guy who plays uh, on, in, always on in Philadelphia. Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito. I don't know why I couldn't think of that. Um, your your ashes can also be pressed into a vinyl. Uh, so like, oh, I think I have heard of this. So you can like you know uh, you have your favorite tune playing mm-hmm. or uh, several tunes if it's a big vinyl. I think that'd be cool too. Yeah. Um, the last one on this list is. Getting turned into a firework, huh? Um, this one's pretty cool too. I like this one. That's so, cool. So you can get your ashes turned into, um, you know, pressed into a firework, and, or a firework show, like you know, several different you know mm. things, and you can get fired into the sky and blown up. Like I think that's the the biggest way of celebrating life. I think that's really really cool. Right. Um, it doesn't become like that cool when you like. Let's just say like for a mem- in memoriam, like they do a whole firework show of just people's ashes just shooting up into the sky. I don't know. To me, that that would be kind of fun. Like, think about how many fireworks, like, Disney fires off in, like, one fireworks show, <laughs> and it's all just, like, bodies exploding into the sky. <laughs> I don't know. At that point, it kind of looks weird to me, but, like, firing one firework for, like, a funeral, I think that would be interesting. Right, um, yeah. Not a lot of funerals take place at night, though. <laughs> no, they um, do not. For, for good reason, I guess, because it would be kind of eerie. Uh, you just kind of be driving, like, on the interstate in a day, and some random fireworks <laughs> shows up in your right, and you'd be like, oh... Condolences. Condolences. <laughs> you keep driving. But I do think this is one of the coolest quick ways to say goodbye. You know I think what? I think that's cool, yeah. Yeah. Um so now I, I think this is the point where we need to turn and also this is probably nearing the end of the podcast, yeah. We've been going about an hour. Yeah, we're a little over an hour. Uh where we come into the the the, the frame and say, Hey, here are I, our ideas to make 
to become new ways to bury a body or, or get rid of a body. Right. So I'm really into recycling. Okay. No, oh, geez. <laughs> I didn't. All right. You're already into your pitch. Here's the elevator pitch for Jacob's recycling. I, I think I would want a piece of my body or some of my body to either be turned into a glass, a cup, a mug, a plate or something like that. So, like some kind of food item or like a knife, like maybe like one of my, like my, my arm bones could be turned into the handle of a knife. Uh, oh, that'd somehow. be cool, yeah. Like, that would be one of my, my main, main things to do that would be, like, super badass and super cool uh, to be, like, a family, you know, heirloom or whatever. And then I, I kept going in that direction, and I came up with something pretty funny. All right. <laughs> um, I want to be turned into a board game. You, you yourself. Yes. I want my body to be repurposed and reused to be put into a board game. Now, the paper, obviously, that wouldn't be the thing, but, like, I want my whole body, like, my rib cage maybe, to be, like, the case for the game. And like you can put like plaster in between like the holes in the rib cage. You could just be a full sized operation. Um, exact. Well, I could do that. I, I also have thought about like making my 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 skeleton like just a, a science skeleton, right. you know? Because none, I don't know if people know this. None of those are real. Those no. are all fake, which is so wild to me. But oh yeah, they'd have to be fake. I guess, but I just I just always thought they were real. I mean, up. yeah, I guess I guess you wouldn't um not think that. Yeah. Um. So. That's that's all you know. Donating to science is also a huge thing. Too. Yeah. Um. But I think like, like my bones being a case for a game, and then like I would put my head into like an hourglass. Like I would grind it up and just. I was like, gonna say yeah. You these as the timer. Yeah, that's one of the things I have here is cremating some amount of your body, putting it into a timer for a game, yeah. so you can still be a part of family game night. <laughs> yeah, I saw that on. Uh, yeah, on I think that's so clever. Um, but like your whole body being part of the game, so like you're, you know, like there are like little pieces of bone that could be like, you know, the that could be like formed into like right. you know like pieces of the game or like Monopoly or something like that. I think that's pretty creative, and I think it's it's a little morbid, but I think that <laughs> I think that's that's fun. I don't know. Or maybe like maybe it's a a case for a a deck of cards or something. You'd you have know? to have a really cool non squirmy family to give that game to, and then be like, "I am okay with handling these pieces that are Jacob." It would be really creepy and really morbid, but I, that's also kind of the, the the fun of it. It's 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 meant to be funny. Um, I I guarantee you, if I actually did this, it would be sold immediately or just put on a <laughs> shelf and never touched. Um, but that's 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 what I want to do with my body. There would only be one copy. You'd be a limited edition. Board I'd be game. a limited edition. That's right. So, anyways, what's one of your ideas? Um, here's what I want. I I want this specifically for me. Okay. When I die, before anything happens to my body, I want somebody to attempt weekend at Bernie's with my body. What's that? What do you mean? What's that? I don't know what that is. You know what Weekend at Bernie's is? No. You don't even like. I know. I I figured you hadn't seen the movie, but you've never. Okay, so Weekend at Bernie's. The whole, the whole gist of the movie, is that there's a guy named Bernie and he's dead. Okay. And the entirety of the movie, these two guys whose names I forget, they are, just like carting him around and making sure that everybody thinks that Bernie is alive. So they have like rigs attached to him to where they can like make him wave and nobody throughout the weekend suspects that Bernie is in fact dead because they make him look alive the whole time and they throw ragers at this house. And at some point they even get like this girl to like like this girl is like like buddying up to Bernie and like is wanting to get with Bernie that night and they get that situated and successfully wow. like the girl doesn't suspect that Bernie is in fact dead at all. 
and I just want someone to do weekend at Bernie's with my body and see how long they can go before people realize that I have died. I want my death to be a secret, and then I want them to just kind of invite people over for a party and see how long they can go before people are like, is Kyle dead? <laughs> <laughs> like, he wasn't, he didn't seem like himself, but is he deceased? That'd be a big Milk and Screens fan, and they would <laughs> go back and remember you saying this. That's what I want. And then they can do whatever they want with my body after that. But I want the weekend yeah. at Bernie's thing first. Yeah. Weekend at Kyle's, obviously. Weekend at Kyle's. Yeah, your name wouldn't be Bernie. <laughs> we could change my name right before I die. <laughs> and then people get there and be like, hey, Kyle. And then someone and had to answer for me and be like, his name's Bernie now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fun. I like that. What else you got? Um, Let's see. I, I did have a thought about cemeteries. I think they should be... Like, do you think that there should be different? I don't know where else you could put cemeteries, but they seem like they're in such arbitrary spots. Well, like, a lot they of seem them are in so churches. random, right? Yeah, a lot of them are in churches, but a lot of them are just kind of random. I know city planners have something to do with this. Um, certain cities put them in certain spots, like some people, and like, and I know in. Um, in Europe, when they were planning cities like centuries ago, they laid out cemeteries so they'd be different spots. Like you know, in just that's just the like, and a lot of it was, was religious how they planned cities out. Um, though I don't know any of the specifics of that. Um, why? What do you? What do you have an idea for? Like, well, I just I feel like there could be something more, um, not universal. Something more. I don't know. Something different than what we have currently because graveyards are a little bit eerie and some of them, like I said, are just they seem like they're just kind of in a place. Uh, but like what if you could have like a like a certain section of like like a beach that was a cemetery? That'd be a more beautiful spot to like give condolences. And like if you were like, you know, like kids, let's go, you know, let's go visit grandpa today or whatever. You could also make that a beach day because mm -hmm. grandpa's at the beach. And you go say hi to grandpa at the beach. And then a couple hours later, you have him fun throwing a Frisbee. And it's not a fully morbid day, you know? Yeah. Put graveyards at the beach. And I guess I, I people in, like, Nebraska wouldn't be able to, like, go visit grandpa at the beach. But <laughs> just don't live in the middle of... <laughs> don't live in the, Nebraska. Don't live in the middle of the country. <laughs> Landlocked places are stupid. Get a beach. Okay. Anyway. Um, I did have... I, I agree with because you were talking about how maybe you could be dinner aware. I didn't think about like, you know, burning, having ashes and then putting, making that into some sort of glass structure. You know, yeah, I like think that'd be very cool. Or like, you know, even like if a, that was just like a cup or like yeah. a, a cooler looking like a goblet or something. Goblets yeah. are cool. I think a goblet would be cool um, or a mug or like a, um, like a. I, I was going to say like a, a chef knife would be the ultimate thing. I think it'd be pretty cool. I think yeah. I think that I think if you were going to be anything, you would be a chef knife. Like I think if you died right this instant, and then people burst through the door and they were like, "We got to cremate him. Should we turn him into something?" The first thing that would come to my mind would be like, "Yeah, make him a knife." Yeah, that'd be the first thing I would say. Um, I would want my bone to be into knife though, like the knife handle. Like I would. That's what I would want because because they, they make like I would use that knife. Like they make like pens that have like deer antler. Yeah, 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 as yeah, the, yeah. As the pen handle, so yeah, yeah. You, there has to be a way. That would get um, me into cooking. If you became a knife, <laughs> and that knife was left to me in your will, I would yeah. start cooking yeah. more. 
than I do now, <laughs> which is basically like zero. Zero. Gotcha. Speaking of, I'm getting hungry. Like we should, uh, we, it's three thirty. I dang it. <laughs> <laughs> and I ate like an hour ago. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm, I'm a mess. Um, is it really only three thirty? It is. Well, it's three twenty-seven. It's not even three thirty. gone. Anyways, um, I hope this episode was entertaining for you. I I I didn't anticipate, um focusing so much on space i think that that idea has got to be the best idea we've had on this podcast yeah we so got we, we got some writing to do oh <laughs> yes that's such a good idea like it ha- like that has to work now that's a screenplay right there for sure um so with that being said um dying sucks but maybe the after party from personal experience we know maybe the after party doesn't have to be so bad yeah. and, and i think that planning this out and like talking about it openly makes it a little less scary i agree because if you don't talk about it at all and then you just get thrown into the funeral industry's hands it is a bad mess Mm -hmm. it's a horrible mess um there are people who who you know their entire family gets you know horrible you know mental health issues and um financial stress from this yeah you know from that industry i think it just needs to be made a little easier hang your body off a cliff bro i'm (laughs) This this freaking these tree ornament caskets <laughs> that kind of freaks me out. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, there's another one I missed in there too. There's a where you can get 3D printed into like an ornament that you can hang from a Christmas tree. Um, that'd be that. That's less weird. Yeah. Um, I think I think instead of a casket at the funeral, they should just like open casket funerals are a little creepy. So if you're gonna if you're gonna look at the person during the funeral, you might as well lean into it. So I say you take the whole person out mm-hmm. of the casket, no casket in general, and have them strike some sort of pose yeah, for the funeral. Like a funny so they're pose. they're right behind the priest, and the priest is giving some somber speech, and you're in the background like doing the thinker pose or like the Arnold Schwarzenegger strongest man in the world pose. Or what if like they had uh you know a quadruple funeral at once, and they had this a congregation full of people, <laughs> all there see four people, and they're all in the YMCA poses. <laughs> they all have they all the four different Ninja Turtle masks on. <laughs> You have a Ninja Turtle funeral. <laughs> I would go and to that someone funeral. Plays, someone plays YMCA on the organ. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. <laughs> I would go to that funeral if I, even if I didn't know the people. <laughs> Fun to say it. <laughs> someone. Someone, someone close to me would be like, "Yeah, I'm going to a funeral this weekend." It's some, some. I heard something about a Ninja Turtle funeral. I'd be like, "Oh, I'm gonna. Can I go? Cowabunga, dude! <laughs> I won't go to this funeral." <laughs> we need to find four, two more friends and have a Ninja Turtle funeral. That's scrapped everything we just said. <laughs> <laughs> and just all die together. We can even make cadavers into the shapes of the. Well, I guess we can't be shapes because um, the cadavers are like frozen solid. I guess I don't know. Maybe we can be cry, cry, frozen into those shapes, and then like we can be put up at the funeral while we're thawing out. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And then we can be put into the ground. We've already made a plan. Bam. Should we have twin funerals? Like, should we like die the same? I guess we can't. We have to die at the same time. Yeah, and I'm gonna live way longer than you are. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll figure it out. Um, well, when you die, you can just freeze yourself up until I die, and then. You know, the will will say, unfreeze me when Kyle dies and give a double funeral. <laughs> a double, double feature. 
<laughs> but we couldn't be the Ninja Turtles. Yeah, what, what we, would we, do? we we would need two more people. Um, we could be the okay. Blues Brothers. We can be um, we can we can do like uh, hmm. We'd be Bonnie and Clyde. One of us would just have to cross be the female. <laughs> um, I think we all know who that would be. <laughs> um, what else could we do? We could, uh, or we could get a third person to do Charlie's Angels. We could do that. There's only two of us. What what could we do with two people? We can do like a a, a piggyback ride or like a, a piggyback ride, or yeah, a game, a, or a game of leapfrog. Like, <laughs> like I'm jumping over you. I get frozen. Like, oh, I would be jumping over you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't flatter yourself. Yeah, do not flatter. I was the one that lived longer. <laughs> Um, I got frozen like this. <laughs> <laughs> that would suck, dude. That would suck so bad. Oh man. Um. Okay, this was a kind of fun episode. I like this episode. Me too. Good job, us. High Good job again. to you for being here. Thank Congratulations. You. Thank you for listening about death. Um. I hope we have another episode ready next week. <laughs> I anticipate we will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll record one. Probably in the next in the next coming days because yeah. we've got ideas. We just crank some out. Yeah, have them have them have them in the wings, just waiting to get pumped into the mainstream. Have them in the chamber. That's right. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. Sorry again for us being gone for three weeks, but we will see y'all next week. Uh, latest gators. Toodaloo.